now. This is it. on air. It's this. It's, uh, it's a pre. We, is this happening now? Yeah, it's a pre-record. Oh, so I we're not going I, out live. Oh, so you don't want to? You want me to put my phone away? No. Okay, I'll put it. Not away necessarily. Anyways. Okay. So, um, this podcast is sponsored by Earall. Earall. <laughs> oh, the stuff you're putting in your ears, Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're not listening to me. It's, it's all. It's olive oil. <laughs> Uh, that you spray into your ears to clear the wax and Mary you said you need some ear oil I think I do yeah maybe <laughs> I'm just getting like selective deafness is that what they call it you know when you just don't want to bother listening to people and that's how this podcast came about this is yeah because you weren't listening to me yeah so we tell the story I can't remember it um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my next problem so I was in that loan with you that's right and I was spaced out and you kept telling stories and I was not listening you were not listening and you said Ulton you're not listening and you kept saying you're not listening then I said hey I have a good idea let's do a podcast called you're not listening to me no you're not listening but you're not listening to me <laughs> I know but the name of the podcast is you're not, you're not listening, listening. Okay. and what what's the podcast about Mary this podcast here yeah. um, I don't know but you and well <laughs> I came down yesterday and we recorded one of uh, the tunes that you wrote that I love because it should be my song really um, it kind of is now well it is now yeah but it's about um, no royalties though we'll figure out we, <laughs> on that it's about Galway really and it's about you know it's, it's for people will hear it soon enough the Hall of Mirrors the Hall of Mirrors yeah the yeah. Hall of Mirrors and we did some practice yesterday with Michal uh, O'Connor, who's going to play guitar on these gigs we're doing. I suppose we should tell people so that myself and Alton and um, a few other musicians are going to go out on the road this autumn and we're going to do songs that I have always wanted to sing. Um, we're going to do some songs that I've always wanted to sing and um, that other people um, did. Um, maybe slightly country Americana kind of songs. Um, we won't give too much away now. And then we'll do a couple of Alton songs and we'll do a couple of uh, Mary Coughlin songs as well. Ones that I've written and, you know, the big hits. So we're going to put a nice small band together and we're going off out on the road. And it's a completely new direction for both of us. Deadly. But we've already... What do you mean? You're sure the one they're booking the gigs? We've already booked a few gigs and... Um, Tickets are going on sale soon. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep you a post a post on that. But we're going to we're going to see can we do this podcast? We don't know how often, but we'll do this one because I hate making promises and then breaking them. Yeah, we might get really like we might win the lotto and just feck off. <laughs> but if we or we might just sell loads of records. All we of a might, sudden. Would we imagine? Would we be able to do a weekly podcast? Aren't we? Oh yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. You come down every week. I go up to you every, every well, second every week. Every other we'd have to turn about you. We have to figure that out. Figure out yeah. So, um, yeah. You could have cake when you come up. <laughs> cake. What kind of cake? Well, we have I, don't of... Want, I don't want the one. Want... Okay, no. My, my daughter makes cakes, yeah. Sugarloaf cakes. I won't and, eat that. And what you won't eat that. I, I do anything for love, but I, but I won't, won't eat, eat that. that. Um, she makes cakes for uh, hen nights and we won't go any further there. You no, can no, imagine. What do you mean we won't go any further? <laughs> well, she, she doesn't want to be known is, for those yeah, cakes. Yeah, but this isn't RT or anything. Nobody is going okay. to be like, well, she, for starters, we're not getting paid. Okay. Extortionate <laughs> amounts of money. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but also... But we can charge extortionate amounts of money for the cakes. <laughs> but also nobody is, um, what do you call it, um, saying what we can or can't say. That's true, yeah. So tell them more about the... Uh, yeah, my daughter Claire um, cakes. Li lives up on the sugar loaf with me and she's got three kids and we have chickens and... We have all sorts of stuff going on up there. Um, we have hives for um, honey bees, 
and I have my own hives now. I'm calling it um, my own label is being launched um, in about a month called uh, a woman's hive. <laughs> and I'm getting labels made at the moment and little uh, gift tags and stuff. So, so you're going to be selling honey under the label a woman's hive. Well, I started it last year. Kieran, my son-in-law, bought a, uh, bought a few hives and he goes, I mean, this is mad. Like, you know, he goes off down. Somebody will give him a text. He say, I have a queen bee. And he go off down wow. and meet somebody in the car park in Larklow or something. If you'd like, I could I could do a jingle for that. I have an idea. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. It goes like this. Only a woman. <laughs> only a woman. As only a woman's hive can be. Can be. <laughs> oh my God! There's his Hilton. Oh my God! There's his. Anyway, so like, like last year, I took a few jars of honey to a, a gig, and um, before I even started singing, people bought all the honey. <laughs> and um, so I think it's it's going to be a very successful little sideline for me. And uh, Claire makes cakes, the most outrageous cakes that you've ever seen in your life. Outrageous. I, the one I saw was outrageous. <clears throat> um, she makes cakes <laughs> in the shape of um, men's anatomy for some hen nights that she's been doing. Uh, women have asked for these cakes. She does Holy Communion cakes, confirmation <laughs> cakes. Wait a minute now. I'm you not you ca- can't go from stagnant cakes want to, be not- to Holy Communion. If you're if you're going to be selling the cake, well, it's a natural accordance of all the communion. I seriously suggest you you go like maybe you say stag nights, then you say something like birthdays. Oh yeah, okay. and you know work it. Then you say holy communions. I wouldn't go from stag night oh, yeah. Mickey cakes. Stop to, it! I didn't to, say to the word. I didn't communions. say the word. She's making these very elaborate cakes. Um, they're absolutely beautiful, and she has sugarloaf cakes. It's up on Instagram. And, Wait, this has uh, turned into a complete commercial. Earall are going to be fucking raging at it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Earall are like what? What are ear? It's um. How do you know Earall are going to sponsor? It's a barter account. Oh, it's a barter account. (laughs) (laughs) So you mean I'm not getting paid? You are, but it's a barter account. I'll explain. It's very technical. It's okay. It's 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 uh, so explainable that it can't be explained. Look, it's Earall seventy-five grand. They said they give you for three appearances with the um. Really? Ear, with the ear roll, yeah. Okay. And I have to put the dipper in my ear. No. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's no problem. So, yeah, ear roll are our first sponsor. Ear roll are not sponsors, by the way, just in case we get any, <laughs> any sort of. Oh, yeah. Well, we shouldn't say things like that. You have to be careful. Yeah. Do you? <clears throat> but do you? Um. Well, nah. obviously not. Well, no, um, people in, in state sponsored bodies well, are not careful. Called, this, this is called you're not listening. So, nobody's listening. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think it matters. Anyways, it's been a strange week, I must say. Um, Why has it been a strange week? Oh, yeah. Why? Because Sorry. of all the stuff, you know. The RT the stuff. Tubsidy. Yeah. T- anyway. Tubsidy? Tubsidy. <laughs> Subsidy. Tubsidy. Yeah. yeah. I sent you on that, didn't I? Yeah, you did, yeah. What? It's, it's, it's a noun, isn't it? Or is I don't it? know what it is. It's just a meme now. But it's a meme, okay. Who she yeah. he shall not be named. Anyway, maybe it'll all come out well, in the you, wash tomorrow. You've or... been on in RT more than I have. I've done a few of the radio stuff, but I, the, I've... Oh, I did the TV thing with you a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. I'd root canal the day before. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> huh? I've been on it the Late Late Show. Um, I think I did 13 Late Late Shows with um, Gay Byrne. And, um, yeah, it was really important the first first time I was ever on television. Tell me, what, what was it like... Um, because I remember being a kid and seeing the Late Late Show on Gay Byrne and it looked fantastic and everything. Was it great to be on it? It was better than great. Was it? was the greatest thing. Tell us a bit about it. 
Well, you know, I got the call to come to RTE and my grandmother came up from Galway ah. and everything, my mother and my father. And um, Gay was was really, really, um, I, I always liked him. But I mean, you know, maybe I'm biased because he liked me. But oh, I know the he way, was yeah. really nice to my family and he would pose for pictures and there was always great crack in the green room afterwards, you know. And he wrote to my mother and my mother wrote back to him. And in fact, the family have... Um, contacted me recently because uh, they're putting together a book, you know, of nice bits and pieces for gay. Nice. And uh, I have lovely photographs over several late, late shows with me and my mother and my granny and everything. And See the 13 of them with gay burn. <coughs> yeah. And wow. then a few with Pat. And I think then one or two with our most recent. Really? Ex-presenter, yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah. One becomes irrelevant. I wonder, will you be on the Patrick Keelty Late Late Show? I wonder if Patrick Kilty will be doing it. I wonder if there'll be a late late show. Hmm. After all of this, I, yeah, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? It's, yeah, it's anyways, very up it's in the like air. I mean, wh- when I did the late late show first, I could just, um, I, I, I just, it was great, you know, to get two songs. The first one was rehearsed, the second one wasn't, and that was the one that got me noticed, you know. And that was which one? The first one. I, we did meet me where they played the blues with the band and all that we had to rehearse for everything. And then Gay asked me, he said, do you have any other songs? And I said, not rehearsed. He says, well, do you have any that you know? Just And I said, oh, I can sing this song. And I sang Strange Fruit. Did you sing it a cappella or with the Yeah, a cappella, yeah. yeah Sitting the, the, in the chair, Oh, yeah. sure, that always does it. Yeah, so... Do you know what that kind of reminds me but of, But nobody's even let you do that anymore. No, but no, they kind of do. You know what I was just no. thinking? That, isn't it amazing? I think that in the new in this age now on the internet if we were to p- remember like we did the bastion cafe and we, oh, we yeah. had lunch and we put up a phone yeah. and we just sang weak heart like mine and it got a hundred thousand views we didn't plan it it was yeah. so off the cuff no lights no nothing polished and i think it's the same thing even back then you did the thing with the band and it's all polished and the sound is there and then the thing you did just sitting down impromptu worked. Yeah, but nobody would even take the chance of doing that. No, but people now. like i think the last they, time i people have always liked yeah, stuff yeah. just more off but the one cuff time organic. I did the Late Late Show um, a few years ago and because a certain other person was um, there was a bit of controversy with my ex-husband at the time and, and she who shall be nameless um, we had to pre-record the interview on the whole show in case um, anybody oh in case anything was said yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You know, so you can't I don't think yeah, maybe, I don't know. Well, I anyway. think the interesting thing, I was saying it to you earlier, coming out in the car there about podcasts and everything now, and like RTE and whatnot, I think that kind of, the things have changed so much now. Everybody has their own little platform, you know? Yeah. And you're not, like you don't have, we don't have to edit anything on this as such. Like we're not going to say anything outrageous. But um, I think everybody has more control of their own stuff now, like even our music and that, and you're not relying on like gatekeepers. Yeah, which I mean. which is great and terrible because if you like back in your day when you started and you were on the late late, the whole country were tuned in. Yeah, but now if we do something and we get a few hundred viewers on Facebook, we're thrilled. But it's it's, it's niche stuff now, is it or is it? Am I right? Wrong there? No, no, you're definitely right. It's it like was, little pockets, it was, isn't it? It was the biggest thing in Ireland at the time, you know, to get the late late show, and and you couldn't actually um do. I used to do six nights in the Olympia or three nights in the Gaiety. You couldn't do that without the Late Late Show. Yeah. You, know, you would announce it on the Late Late Show and it would be sold out. Okay. Now you if, know, but oh, not, not anymore. Nowadays, if you did the Late Late, would you sell out to Olympia? I don't know. I'll never know. <laughs> I'm not even saying you with a band or with a new artist. No, no. I, I think it's all about more, more about... Uh, <clears throat> I think it's more about 
online stuff now. I really do, you know. And I, even even though I get a, a pain doing it, like years ago, I used to do have a promoter and they would do everything. Now you have maybe have a promoter to do a gig, but you still have to do all you your do own do social it media. Yourself, yeah. And I don't mind mm-hmm. it. If I if I have a if I have a notion to say something, or a notion to go and sing a song, I put it up. And yeah. people respond like during COVID and we were talking about this earlier. I went to Australia in um, in the, at the end of February and I did 28 gigs in New Zealand and Australia in March and April. That is some and approximately 50 percent of the new people that came to see me had seen me during COVID doing the garden gigs. Wow. Which had a so they weren't an audience from back in the day when you were signed up and <laughs> no. you were selling CDs no. down there. This was a new audience. This is a new audience, but that those those uh, Facebook po- uh, broadcasts went out to more than two hundred and twenty thousand people. Wow, that was what we were reaching at. Stop saying wow. What? I keep saying wow. But it is wow. I mean wow. Wow. I mean you know like <laughs> you too can get a hundred thousand million views, but I got two hundred twenty thousand, and I'm very happy with that. And on and it's and all relative. It's all relative, you know. Yeah. Am I relative? Am Are I irrelevant? Irrelevant. 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 I don't think you're irrelevant. <coughs> I certainly didn't feel irrelevant down in Australia and New Zealand. Sometimes I feel a little irrelevant here. Um, I wonder why that is. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me personally, because when I hear you sing and I hear you sing live and um, I see you with your band and I see the response from audiences, uh, it's huge. So why would you feel irrelevant here? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it's just my lack of self esteem and all that, which is which is huge. Um, but um, I I uh, I don't get um. Okay, so I suppose I should really reel that in. I don't get the same sort of um. Well, okay, maybe I'm just having sour grapes. I just feel <laughs> no, that I don't okay. get the gigs. I don't get. The gigs, I didn't get, you know, any offers of those huge gigs that were going on during COVID. I had to do my own little gigs from my own back garden and I was really happy with that and it paid off in other ways. But I wasn't offered any of those huge gigs in the concert hall or in that they did from Vicker Street or the Three Arena. Yeah. I didn't, you know. Well, I, I personally think that's insane that you're not, you know, on that. You're not being offered them gigs. And then I, I suppose I'm a few rungs below you again, even where I'm going, fucking hell, you feel irrelevant. But yeah. I wonder, I wonder, is it a sense that there's if you spoke to other people doing what we're doing, they're kind of feeling the same way, too, just to play devil's advocate with ourselves. Yeah. I mean, how do you mean? Do you know what I mean? I mean, is it a thing that we're looking at other people doing what we're doing and going, oh, look, why are they getting all of that stuff? When really, in reality, they may not be either. Well, I mean, I fucked up royally. <laughs> I mean, you know, th- I mean, that's what kind of... I keep saying that to myself. Actually, other people keep saying that to me. Why but you, you fuck fucked up, up Mary, because I used to drink. But that's 30 years ago. Wait a minute now. We're not going to go down the whole... Um, no, people say, <coughs> Dave Fanning, Christy Tignum. People still <laughs> say that. You know, you fucked really? up. That's why, you're, that's why you're where you are now. You know, but I... Do, and they, they have also said... I, I have actually... Had a record company speak to my ex-husband saying, your wife is hysterical because they were putting out... That years ago? uh, Yeah, they were putting out a best of and they were putting it out on Valentine's Day and they gave me 24 hours notice, whereas if they'd given me a month's notice... I'd be fucking hysterical. (laughs) I would have to have 60% uh, of an upfront payment. Okay. 
and uh, they just and I said, well, you can't use my um, you can't put out anything without my image. So they put a bit a bunch of roses on the cover. Right. And um, I, I kept bringing the, the record label saying, you, you can't do this to me. You can't do this. You can't do this. And they said, well, actually, we can, you know. And, and then um, they, told, they told Frank, your wife is hysterical. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I mean. <clears throat> and I got a name when you for were down trying in, to stand up for myself. When you were down in New Zealand and Australia, you mean you just think the gigs and fees you get are better? Well, I mean, you have like I was second on the bill in the uh, Blue Mountains Festival this year. Uh, Eric Bibb was top of the bill and I was there next. So it's a big jazz fest. Yeah, big festival. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of blues folk more than jazz but like that's what you know whatever yeah well mary if you ask me i think you're top of the bill here. i know yeah but that's in just my like, eyes and in your eyes in my <laughs> eyes you're top of the bill. here we are in a shade uh, in a house grass <laughs> <laughs> hey this isn't a shade, this is a shade. It's, it's a cab- beautiful it's a cabin it's a beautiful it's shade. a log cabin surrounded by mature trees mary <laughs> it is yes yeah, not beautiful. a fucking shade <laughs> okay it's, come here so you, you stay there come here you're oh. here what the fuck um, actually, you know what I've got to tell you? My good friend, Jeff Young, who passed away, the man who took me in in L.A., who played keys with Jackson Brown. Oh, yeah. Great friend of mine. He passed away um, a few months ago, sadly. Um, he got such a kick out of me when I was over there with him. We'd be talking like this and I go, oh, come here. Like, what the hell are you on about? I'm come here. here. You know, come, here to, come here to me. And we were like sitting opposite each other in a cafe or something. But he, that would be a good every for a time I met him, you know, we'd meet up. He'd go, hey, Alton, come here to me. <laughs> so such a lovely man. And come a, here to me. A talented man. Come Which, here to me till I tell you. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff nobody get outside of this country. But uh, so we, we Mary uh, recorded the Hall of Mirrors here and stayed with me last night. And we watched a terrible Netflix. Oh, God, three, was, three, yeah, part, was, three hours of Netflix. Three hours of it. <laughs> With no ending. We did a binge. <laughs> we binged on Netflix. Uh, and I you know what it was called? Come here. Come here to me. <laughs> come here. Come home. Come home. It's called Come Home. My yeah, God, come don't home. watch it. I don't know. There's a reason. Okay, uh, this is the segment of the podcast where we review something. Don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> that is it. Yeah, yeah. It was actually kind of okay. Was, well, yeah, the the bar is so low for Netflix, I think. If it, if it just keeps my attention, it's good. Well, it kept both our attentions for three hours. Yeah. Well, no, you were on your phone most of the time. You That's because I have an addictive personality. You weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was terrible. Who was oh. in it again? The Liam Neeson lookalike? Oh, he was. Yeah, your You man. thought he looked like Liam Neeson. I thought he had a bit of a bang on Liam Neeson. Off him. Christopher Eccleson. Yeah, and the woman He's was in... Ray she, Donovan, Ray she Donovan, was, Ray she was American actress, yeah. and it was kind of funny because she had this really great Northern Ireland accent. And then every so often, it <laughs> would slip into no, an for American. The, in the third episode, it just totally went. Yeah, and I, I think it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think I know the reason why. I think because they were filming maybe uh, three hour, uh, three hours of TV, so that might have taken a few weeks. But what they do is she would have had a language coach right before us. Oh yeah, so the accent would have been spot on. For the early part of filming, because I was listening to a podcast that I like oh, about yeah. um, Blood Diamond. You know the Leonardo DiCaprio oh, yeah. movie where he's South oh, the African. Brilliant accent, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they were saying it slips as the movie goes on, but they reckon the reason is that they have the dialect coach, mm. and then it starts okay. to slip. But it was hel- it was hilarious at next. the end. Next. What do you mean next? Hey, move on. <laughs> no, this is good. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I just noticed. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about for a minute, and then I noticed that her voice was. Mary, you're listening, but you're, <laughs> you're like next. Next. <laughs> well, I'm allowed to say that. What are we talking about next? 
dialect coach. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I was uh, Julia Robbins' dialect coach on uh, Michael Collins? You see? You see where it can take us? Did you know that? No, I fucking didn't. Yeah, I was... So, like, sorry, I, can you say that one more time? Because I wasn't <clears throat> listening. Um, Neil Jordan asked me to hang out with Julia Roberts uh, f- during the time she was making um, the Michael Collins because... They liked my accent and they didn't want her to have a particularly Dublin or, or, or any kind of an accent. Um, they just wanted, and she used to walk around listening to my CDs and she liked Ancient Rain the best. And no uh, we used to meet each other in St. Stephen's Green. Wow. And then one day we went to Galway and uh, we took a trip down and just chatting to you each other. You went to Galway with Julia Roberts? Yeah. And the press wanted to know where we were going because they wanted to follow us down. Were anyway, you were you uh, drinking? No, no. Okay, you're off to drink. Yeah. What year was this? Whenever Michael Collins was out. <laughs> yeah, what year was that? I can't remember. 98, 2000, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea. More than that. No. So where did you go with Julia Roberts? Tell me more. <coughs> we used to sit in Stephen's Green. She was quite funny. So she was, she, uh, and it was really funny. She was going to play the, um, the, the you know, the, the song she sings in the film that I was supposed to sing as well, but they thought Sinead O'Connor uh, was more well known so she got to do it anyway blah 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 so she had a piece of wood a piece of plank <laughs> a plank of wood piece of plank she had a piece of plank <laughs> and she had painted the notes uh, the white keys or the black keys of the piano onto it and she did she paint them or did someone somebody else, else painted it okay she didn't paint them herself. she used to sit in the car or sit when we'd be in chatting on a bench in Steve's Green she used to sit there all the time and practice her fingers on the keyboards while chatting so that she'd be getting the right, you know, okay. never, never off the job. Oh, she was a pro. Yeah. So wow. like we'd be chatting about anything. She'd be listening to my accent. She'd be talking with yeah. her Irish accent. And at the same time, she'd be doing the song. She moved through the fair on the piano okay. on her plank on her knee. So she mimed it. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't her singing it. It was. Well, maybe she sang it in the film. Did I can't she? remember. And, yeah, but Sinead O'Connor sang it when the uh, when the credits were going up. Wasn't she? And she was Julia nice. She's lovely. Yeah. And you got? Did you get the train to Galway Drive, or you got it driven down? Probably. Uh, we had a driver. Wow. And what you doing Galway? Nothing really. It was just more. Supermax. <laughs> Bomb Pat. <laughs> Pat the entrepreneur there. Maybe he'll sponsor our our, our podcast. He's whole. He might. Huh? He might. He was on the radio yesterday. What was he on about? about? being an entrepreneur and taking risks. Oh. It's well, if he sponsored this, he'd be taking a fucking risk. <laughs> We're not risk. <laughs> We're kind of risk-free. Julia Roberts. Yeah. That's there kind you go. of now, There you go, dialect coaches. Now. Pretty I woman. Suppose, I suppose it wasn't dialect, pretty, really. She pretty was, woman. We can segue into our Roy oh, Orbison. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are we now tell them that we were practicing that song? Pretty woman. We weren't. We were no, like the crying. The song, crying. Crying, 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 crying over you, crying over you, crying, 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 anyway, yeah, this will be crying. Yeah. Crying. No, when Mary was singing yesterday, myself and Michal noticed she said crying instead of crying, which you know, crying. So you went crying. But crying. I love that because that's that's it's so Galway. Galway. So, Galway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't take it out of me. That's great. Crying. Yeah. Crying. 
<laughs> Anyways, God, uh, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to have some fun on the road, hopefully. And on the podcast. Oh yeah, we're well. I'm having fun already. Now, so. like, I hope you've got enough material for weeks and weeks. Like, so you just pulled the Julia Roberts thing out of nowhere. I didn't know that. I so you probably have a stuff. well of shit. Oh god. So okay, shit. We, we, no, great stuff. <laughs> great yeah, gems. Good shit, like I mean. Well, you know, when I wrote so my let's book, be careful not to 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 like okay, blow them all on thing, the first episode. And I don't know the law on podcasts, but when I wrote There's my no book, law. when I wrote my book, Bloody Mary, had, yeah, in all good bookshops, I had letters <laughs> from all of the people whom I've ever worked with. Um, the, the Hachette, the book company, had letters. And demanding to see the manuscript, you know, and then I was called to a meeting um, with the publishers and my editor, um, Kira, uh, in the Western Hotel. And we walked into the big room and there were five or six lawyers there representing various people who represented me in my career. And they had read stickers on every uh, several pages of the of the manuscript. So they were so, afraid of a lawsuit. So, I mean, certain people, I didn't even mention their names and they were annoyed. <laughs> wow. So that was great. But, um, um, yeah, so, so there were stories that I, I, I had about meeting Nick Cave and, you know, and, and it was, it was thought better than that I might leave those, those stories out, you know, uh, maybe we can talk about them now though. I'm not sure, you know, I, you know, um, We'd have to, we'd have to see. So all the lawyers were lined up and were really worried about. Yeah, things I might have they said. Crying. They were crying over, over me. you. Crying over me. <laughs> crying. But do, yeah. do lawyers really give a shit if they're sitting there? They're getting paid, isn't that? The... Yeah, but I mean, we, we did take one. We had to remove one section. Um, we refused because it was because I had um ev- evidential um stuff to to back up the story that I was talking about in, in the book um, in faxes and there were no emails in the faxes of different business deals that I'd done so th- there was no I mean it was just there it was black and white and it was like clear as day yeah yeah nobody could dispute it but we decided to leave some of it out anyway you know so there you go there were the I must was, I must read your book I haven't read it oh do you uh, why not I, I'm just I'm just a great it. attention span. Is there an audio book version? There is no, there isn't. But somebody said I should do one. There you go. With my own accent and everything like. Oh, you'd read it. Yeah. That's a tough job, you know. Is it reading an audio book? I I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say I it's, won't. I'd so. say it's I don't want any more tough laborious jobs. Laborious. That's um, why I'm doing these things with you. <laughs> is this t- this isn't tough? Is it? No, I said I don't want any more tough. Oh yeah. Stuff. Uh, sure. I I'm I've been spending years figuring out a way to not work. Yeah. Well, we've. I mean, we get, no I get paid, you get paid. No matter what we get paid, we get paid to do something that we love. And like, I was looking Speak at Glastonbury. Yourself. I did Glastonbury last year, which was, you know, a great thrill. And it was really big thrill for my band. I've done it a few times over the years, like, you know, when I was, you know, with record companies and stuff. And I did it last year. And um, I really enjoyed watching it on television the other night, Cat Stevens and Elton John and everybody that was on, like, and the energy that they had, um, and they're all in their late 70s. I you know, know, it's incredible, isn't it? And I know they've had an easier, you know, a seemingly easier ride than a lot of us. But like the the enthusiasm, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't make it up. And watching them, they were really, really, like, really enjoying it. And I'll, I'll never stop. 
Yeah, things you know, are kind of like If I start not being able to sing, I want somebody to tell me, stop singing, Mary. You can't do oh, it really? anymore. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, things evolve, though. I mean, if you if you even ended up in years time, more kind of half talking, half singing, that could be really charming as well, because it's the soul. It's your how soulful you are. Yeah, but I, it's really it it comes out in, in the singing. You know, I like I like singing. I don't think you're ever not going to sing. But you know what? I've kind of noticed if I'm right or wrong about this. We say Bruce Springsteen is early 70s now. Cat Stevens, 78. Elton John. What's he? in his late 70s okay so like this energy and um like you said the sound so good mccartney last year at Glastonbury. so in 2008 i went to see leonard Cohen in kilmainham he oh. was 73 at the time but it was this kind of thing like 15 years ago going oh my god he's 73 and he's doing this yeah. 15 years later that's not so unusual isn't no, that not, isn't no. that kind of bizarre it's amazing are we just becoming a bit more living longer still in the last 15 years or no, is 73 I'd now more youthful than it was 20 years ago absolutely isn't that why is that though like, it's hardly from all the processed shit we're eating I don't know what it is but I, I do know again, that Elton John isn't eating beans no no but I mean <laughs> it's it's not that it's the well the the whole I, I don't want to go on about it but the whole Covid thing and the whole joyful experience of music has been really accelerated in the past year because there was none of it for three years like when i went to australia this time they had no international acts for three years 2019 was the last time oh, a person yeah. went into the country you know what i mean yeah. and i really think that people the first gigs that i did after covid people were just like they were literally up on their feet and dancing in the aisles you know yeah, and I'm doing smaller gigs than you, but you know the little cafe ones I've been doing around the yeah, country? You wouldn't have been able to do that before no, COVID. No, but I, I, I'm doing like a little gig in Castle Ray or in um, Four in the middle, or in Westmead, and I won't say the middle of nowhere, but very rural, and there's just like 20, 30 people sitting in front of me, and the joy on their faces I know. to be somewhere and seeing but somebody play. Would I rather play. do that? Oh, me too. Oh, Jesus, hands you down. You know, I mean, I'd but like I, to. I think there is a thing I'm noticing, because I'm going around to these rural places, there's... Why I, what I think there's a real cry for is community. Community. So people in the one room, be it watching a movie in the cinema, be it sitting in a cafe Knit, drinking coffee. It's just I did a gig in front of people knitting, knitting. and crocheting, yeah, in a, in a craft stop. shop, and they were all just so content in each other's presence, and I was there doing my thing, and uh, I think it's the one. There's an awful lot of talk about mental health, and this certainly won't be a mental health podcast. But like, um, in 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 a nutshell, that's kind of a, a good cure for it all. I think is that sense of well, community. Well, I've always kept up the gigs. Like and people would say, "Why would you be driving down to Balladahab and you know, like Lep?" You meet people. And meet people, and yeah. they're coming to the gigs, and they say that they would never be able to come to Dublin to see me. Yes. They, don't, they can't get and you can't afford to now you can't afford to come to Dublin see yeah. me, so I go to them and I am the same yeah, I with the just little absolutely shows. love it and having chats afterwards with people and you know I just um, I used to be able to drive home afterwards but I can't but drive Mary, so good at night also, stay the, as long as I stay the night now and everything I'm grand yeah but then people in the smaller villages and that that don't get in, can't get in their cars and drive to Limerick or, or Dublin and that um there, I find playing to them is so much more rewarding. No offense to playing to somebody in Galway City or in Dublin City because they're they've got a lot of it. Yeah. So th- when you go to a place where they don't have any of it or very little, they're so enthused and oh, they're I so love, do you remember those great. I've s- I saw an old man sitting down at one of my gigs lately, and he cried at parts and he laughed at others. Oh. And you know, even the feeling for that, you kind of go, "Oh my God, that's 
you're doing some good there. It's unbelievable. It's uh, like I consider I'm not just like I hate that. It's a privilege. It is a privilege. I'm a medicine woman, and music is my medicine. And when I go into a room, people um, people take what they what they need. Um, I mean, I used to find it very strange to watch people just crying openly when I'd be singing a song, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now I find like like to be that vulnerable and to be that feel that safe in each other's presence in a small room is just the most wonderful gift that you can give to anyone. Oh yeah, I oh, know. I totally agree. And that's what and I was saying just, earlier about the mental health thing. And you like just that, look at them in the that's, face. That's such. And you said medicine. Yeah, that's a real. Tonic. I just look at people's and I can see that they're taking up their tissues and they're crying. I just look at them mm. and it's okay. And that's somebody you know? who may not have cried in a few years. You know, you're stirring something up there that yeah. needed to be, or well, not to needed moved. to be, but it's yeah. It needed to be moved, shifted. Yeah. yeah. You know, they talk about a lot of that stuff in therapy. But so it's funny, we were talking earlier about, you know, oh, this, you know, the unfairness in the industry and stuff. And I did say that to you after we were chatting about it. I said, look at what we have, I suppose, is our music. Like you recorded my song here last night and this morning. I, I, as I said to you, I actually took a second to go, Alton, enjoy this, live in the moment. This is what it's about for me. Yeah, it's about, it is, yeah. Well, you know, it's like, like I will look back on you singing my song in years time and go, oh my when God. When I'll be long gone. <laughs> you will not be gone. No, no. But I, you know, I, I will look back on that as being like a wow moment in my career, you know. So it's just, I think, take stock of it all, you know. But sorry, what I'm saying as well is we have the singing, we have the music. I'm playing to 20 people in Castlery. We've met it. Yes. <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes when you're talking about the not financially, the late, <laughs> late 70s, I, my granddaughter was 16 last week and I just um, I took I took Eva, my first daughter, who's in in her forties now. I took her to Venice years ago. I was doing a gig and some gigs in Italy, and um, I took uh, another Alwyn another time to Venice. So I took my granddaughter to Venice, Alton, and um, it was her sixteenth birthday, and she took her friend, who was her first cousin, with her, and we had a great time. I just wanted them to see something. I just wanted them to enjoy Venice, you know, you know. So of then course. I was there was coming home. Then I said to my grandson, who's who won't be 16 for two years. And I said, we might have to double up now on the visits. Like maybe we'll bring, you know, two grandchildren together. And my my uh, grandson, Luke, said to me, Nana, you'll be around for um for um for everyone's 16th birthday, you know. Uh. And I said, well, you know, it was just his enthusiasm. But, you know, like. I suppose I do feel an awful lot younger. Um, I mean, I don't know what age is anyway, really. You know, I mean, I know we're all going to die and all that, and you never know when. But like my my youngest granddaughter is two, and he had wow. he he said you'll Your be around for her. Your two. He. No, my youngest granddaughter is two, and my eldest granddaughter is sixteen. Okay, my sorry. grandson said you'll be around for Olivia's sixteenth. You know, <laughs> and I said that's the way they think of me, which is kind of that's good. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, that he would right. have that. Uh, yeah, age is a weird thing. I mean, I'm I'm forty three, which you will probably say is young. Very. You see, there you go. It's all relative. But uh, I'm sixty seven. I just notice the older I get in years, I'm not really mentally exactly feel. You know, you still feel the way you feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will. that's actually a kind of hard thing to grapple with sometimes. No. It is. Yeah, but I mean. I, can, I mean, a lot of people are amazed 
I don't know why, but a lot of people are amazed that I would be able to go to Australia and do 28 gigs, like, you know, but, um, I mean, I took a but week's holiday wait, afterwards. You're, you're, <laughs> I d- I took you're waited on hand and foot. No, I'm we joking. drove, we drove a lot. I am lot. joking. Yeah, um, no, there was none of that going on. Um, we drove, John drove uh, the band. We hired a vehicle. We, in one in one five-day period, we did seven gigs and drove 2,000 kilometres. And you see, uh, the crack we had, like, but I also, mean, can I just know. ask you, was a, like, was a lot of that in between everything a nightmare? Was it a nightmare? A, a just be honest, you know, there's one, like, one, one it's not drive, just about getting up and okay. playing for an hour. Okay, so I'll tell you two things that happened. It's not sugarcoat at all. Let's not sugarcoat it. <laughs> we drove five hours to a place, I can't remember, Yakandanda. Okay. I'm not and surprised you couldn't remember Yakandanda. Yakandanda. When we got there, it was the most outrageously beautiful place you've ever been to in your life. It was like being in the Wild West old colonial um, village with the little verandas out over like wooden mm. you know oh, beautiful. Nice. but then we had to drive home um, the next day back to camp we drive back to camp we stayed the night nightmare <coughs> another place we did um, I can't remember what it was called right now but we drove back after the gig to Melbourne because oh, yeah. we were doing Port Ferry the next we day we were in Wagga Wagga no but wait till you hear this we stopped in the middle of no place there was a light on in a place and we were all dying to go to the toilet we've been mm. driving for three hours and we were going to get out and just like go you know because we were all we'd all drunk a lot of water mm. during the gig and we thought we'd meet a petrol station that would be opened we stopped in the middle of this place i have photographs of it and um, i'll send you one for the podcast okay it was a small hotel in the middle of no place spick and span and That's i what walked called. i walked into the place i swear to god as true as i'm what's sitting it here, spick and span it was, your man knew me. <laughs> he knew about me. And he had me on his phone. That's incredible. Isn't it? And, and the I hotel was called the, Spick and Span? No, the hotel was just... Oh, in sorry. The, there was nobody there. And it was just like, just this amazing, we were wondering and then, why is this still open and why is it Did open in the middle of the night? What? Did you stay there? No, we didn't. We just went to the toilet and he gave us some um, uh, cold drinks. Wow. And I went out to the car and I got him a CD and he said, I have you here on my, I have you here on my phone. Brilliant. It's like unbelievable. But not to, but just to go back to, you know, the whole tour and thing and waiting in airports. But that made the whole thing bearable. Okay, you know, sorry, that's what you're to, saying, yeah. To get to something like really unusual, this hotel in the middle of nowhere. It was almost like a moment from The Shining, you know. That yeah, film. yeah, well that wouldn't be nice. No, no, but it wasn't like that. It was, it was <laughs> like oh, lights on. <laughs> lights on in a hotel. The axe In the middle the of nowhere. And I can't remember the name of the town that we'd done something or other. Yeah, I guess yeah. the thing is, like, when you're doing them trips, you know, you do have them hours of no, no, where to use the toilet, and you're in the car, and you're thirsty, and you're getting narky with each yeah. other. No, but, no narky. Oh, no narky. That's no good. Narky. But then you have them moments like, and the gigs, obviously. So w- overall, when you look back on New Zealand, and Australia, it There's was it was remember, amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good podcast. I think we should wrap it up. Okay, wrap it up. Because we want to yeah. do another one. When? Now? I don't know. Just put this. Oh one no, up and no, see. not now. No, not no. No, we can't do it now. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to figure out how to put them up on the platforms and all of that. Well, you can do all so that. So it's called I'll "You're Not Listening." Yes, you're not listening to me. Oh. I think it should be called "You're Not Listening." That's too long. Okay, you're not so listening. Y- which one do you think it should be? You're not listening to me. That's too long. Is it okay? You're not listening. You're not listening. Okay. You're not listening. You're not listening. Okay. Well, Are we going to do any songs on this podcast? Or just talk shit. <laughs> um. 
well, let's put out the first one and maybe people will ask us to sing a song. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good excuse. I mean, we're doing this to promote ourselves, aren't we? What? <laughs> Why are we doing this? No idea. <laughs> it seems everyone is doing them. Why yeah, not us? So we, Everyone's we doing it. Why can't out. I? Yeah, yeah. We don't want to be left out. Okay. Thank you, Alton. Oh, no, thank you, Mary. Yeah. Thank you. I was all right for a while. I was all right for a while. Oh, stop. Go on, go. <gasps> what? No, no, okay. no. Next week. Next week. Over and out. Over and out. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>